The Rock. Featuring The Rock, who is not in the MCU. He's a DCE. <laughs> Black Adam. How many blacks are there? There's Black Panther. How many blacks? Black Adam. How many blacks are <laughs> Yeah, there's Black Canary. How many blacks are out there, he says. Hmm. Yeah, Black Canary, Black. Um, actually, that's all I got. <laughs> the, the Black Spider. Remember the Black Spider? Yeah, in Young Justice. <laughs> Basically a discount Spider-Man. <laughs> Elise, can you talk in your microphone? Yeah, actually... I'm super far, but I can hear myself totally clear. Yeah. I don't really know. What the heck happened? Yeah, like I, y'all can see the different, the distance I have. Yeah. In the... Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, and now, wait. No, no, that's that's me. Okay. Yo, yo, yo. There's, there's some like, oh, you know what? I know, I know exactly what it is. Ooh. There we go. Now we are recording. Black Adam <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson is Black Adam. <laughs> now you sound like the Emperor in Star Wars. <laughs> something, something dark. Do it. Something, something complete. It should be done by Lord. Initiate order 66. Yes, my Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you can talk normal. It's okay. Hurry up. Hurry this up. (laughs) The quicker you can tell me what to do, the quicker I can initiate order 66. (laughs) Taking his time. Taking his sweet time. Who's taking his sweet time? Order 66. <laughs> I said yes, my lord. And then I went off and did it. Bingo. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just like how they just say it matter of factly. They're just like, yes, my lord. I'm yes, like, lord. you're not going to laugh? You're not going to laugh. You're not going to question. You're not going to like, what is Order 66? What is this? You guys, and why do you talk like that? You, why? you saw the orientation video. <laughs> you now know what Order 66 is. <laughs> that was very quick. Yeah. It's like you figured it's it like out. It's like you read fast. the script and knew exactly what to say. <laughs> I'm just saying, it'd be weird if I was at a job and my boss was like, execute plan 74. I got to look into that SOP. Why why are you talking like that? And did we cover this in a meeting? What's plan 74? You know, open up the SOP. Obey me. Obey me. (laughs) You got to read the manual. You have to tell him to read the manual with that voice. Read the manual. <laughs> La. He adds syllables. Yeah, he does. 66. 66. It's like he drank a really fresh like cup of water. Six. Rob, would you, would, would you be tempted by this man to no. join the dark side? No. You can learn unnatural abilities of great power, Robert. I that's I'm I don't know. Something really was going on with uh, Hayden Christensen. Christensen? Yeah, Hayden Christensen. Christensen. Something was going on with with that character there. Mm -hmm. To be enticed by something so general and generic... Something was going on with well, you. Well, he was he he learned he was he was going to learn the secrets of immortality and his in to save but his see, life. But see, I'm not interested in that. 
Oh yeah, you know that, what I mean. That's like, not interesting for the audience. Yeah, it's not just for the audience. It makes like, sense for the character. Oh, secret of immortality. You know, like, okay, so. But his wife was gonna die if he didn't learn these secrets. And then the tragic is, irony is that she died anyway. Look, <laughs> look, stop being selfish. If she's gonna die, you gotta let the natural order of things just be. It sucks, but that's yeah. life. If you want to keep somebody alive, we were watching this show, Fergie and I. What's that show we were watching? Midnight Mass. And I'm not going to spoil anything. There's there's an element of like uh, death and resurrection. And it's like almost zombies, but they're not zombies. Um, zombie vampires, weird thing, whatever. This demon's involved, whatever. It's an interesting show. But in the show, it, it really involves, it really plays with uh, death and resurrection, death and resurrection. And what would happen is, um, you know, there's, there's characters who they don't want to see their family members die. And so in order to keep them alive, they, they perform whatever the ritual is. And now they're, now they're alive. But now that they're alive, they can't be out in the sun. They burn up. Oh. Okay. Now that they're alive, they thirst for something that's not natural. And I won't spoil what it is. Yeah. But they, they, and so the fact that they're alive is not something that they asked for. It's a selfish act of the person trying to resurrect the person. Yeah. It's selfish. Sense. Yeah. And so, like, this whole, like, immortality, immortality thing, I can't talk, um, with, uh, uh, Anakin. Anakin, thank you. I almost just called him Darth Vader. <laughs> um, with Anakin, it's like, let her die. Yeah. Like, you want to keep her alive is just selfish, dude. Yeah. <laughs> just relax, man. If you just, like, let the natural order of things <laughs> just happen, then maybe, just maybe, you wouldn't have to put on all this machinery and live on a breathalyzer machine. <laughs> <laughs> You we wouldn't have to do all that and follow this old decrepit like man. Are you breathing? Bro, into the you mic? might get some angry. You might get some angry emails from some Star Wars fans. Out well, here. this is this is. You know what's amazing? This is not a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> so what do you expect? Um, yeah, fair enough. No, you know, I was just, just warning you. I'm just hey. I'm just I'm just a guy who is looking at this from the lens of real life. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's, that's like, I have to look at most things. You're like, Rinaldi, to. I'm not in this community, like this fan I community. Was, <laughs> but then, then I realized, like, yo, Star Wars fans, y'all are, man, y'all are, y'all are different. Yeah, they are. Y'all are different. Y'all are, uh, and by different, it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. You are very passionate. Yes. Um, and as you should be, if you are, if you are a fan of any sort of lore, you know, I only ask that you're passionate, but man, they express it be... a little bit differently than Ooh. other fans. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. And on top of that, Disney trolls y'all. Yeah, they do. Especially now that Disney owns it. Like y'all yeah. be just getting trolled left and right. Yeah, but there's some writers that are um, within the the Star Wars um, writing team that are, you know. They had they had some strong conversations with Disney in some offices. So mm. things are kind of like with DC, things are turning for the better. Mm. Um, but it took a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It took a while. All right, cool. Y'all ready? Yes, sir. Cool. 
Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 60 of the Marvelous Friends Podcast. We are four friends giving our honest opinions and review on all things MCU and Marvel Comics related. Uh, stick around with us, and uh, you'll never know where this conversation goes. My name is Rob. I am the host of this amazing podcast, and with me are a few of my friends. This is Rinaldi. Elise. And I'm Fergie. And in this episode, we're going to talk about Jessica Jones, Season 1, Episode 7. I want to thank you guys for listening to our podcast and, and tuning into this episode. If you guys have been listening to us, we've been turning our attention to uh, the Netflix series, Jessica Jones. And right now, we're on Episode 7. And this is an interesting uh, episode. It starts with Kilgrave, who is in Jessica's apartment. And his neighbor knocks on the door, and he comes on in. And, you know, they, they have this back and forth. And in a nutshell, uh, his neighbor... What's his neighbor's name again? Ruben. Ruben. Malcolm? No, Ruben. Oh. Uh, it's it's the creepy neighbor. Um <laughs> He he knocks on the door, him and Kilgrave, they talk, and through that, it's like, how do you know Jessica? How do you feel about her? All that stuff. And he says, I love Jessica. And that doesn't turn out well, which we uh, we find out what happens later. Along with that, Jessica follows Wendy, who's Hogarth's wife, and hands her divorce papers to sign. I think this happens in a in a train station. Yes. And they have this tussle, they you know, they wrestle and um, I think Wendy almost gets... No, was it Wendy? No, it was Jessica who almost gets hit by a train. Crazy scene. Yeah. But that's how this episode starts, okay? And I wanted to turn it to you guys and ask you guys what you thought about this episode. I also want to say we have Fergie who is on Zoom right now. And I am a huge fan of your um, <laughs> your background. <laughs> you look like you're chefing it up. <laughs> She's just giving me the Millhouse eyebrows, <laughs> but um, but yeah, what do you guys think about this episode? Any anything that stood out? Let's do that. Anything that that stuck out to you? What was one piece of this episode that was like, you know, it's got your attention? Um, I think for me, I think it's the fact that um, Jessica is just how she discovered Ruben's dead body, um, mm. because. I assumed when I've watched this the first time that that beginning scene with Kilgrave and Ruben, that when Ruben said, I love her, I knew Kilgrave was going to kill Ruben. I didn't think he was going to leave the body in Jessica's bed. Mm. And the fact that Jessica gets back to her apartment and it's just a normal day. It's like, okay, I'm hungover. I need to figure out a plan to find Kilgrave, but let me go take a nap as I'm tired. And she goes into the bed. And Ruben's laying in the bed, like dead, with his neck slit open. Mm. And just that was just a huge moment. And it almost created this sense of urgency in all the characters. But I think it was heightened with Jessica. Like mm. it was like she was almost panicking. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just to see her in this kind of, I would say, the low point of the show mm. for her was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that was a good reveal. You know, with Ruben being dead and he's in the bed, he could have just like thrown the body away or something. Yeah. But he, he's like playing games with Jessica. Yeah. 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 I think I like that scene as well. And I just, I feel like Kristen Ritter did a really good job with like 
when she pops off the bed and like is on the wall, like the terror and the fear and the, I don't know, her face, her facial expression, that whole scene, she did that so well. Mm-hmm. And that's really different for Jessica. Cause like we've been seeing her throughout this whole season so far, trying to kind of keep her composure mm-hmm. and, you know, try to get, you know, resolve everything and keep it together. And it was just like, I don't know. It was just a total opposite, like so much emotion. She totally lost it. So I, I thought that scene was like really big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was good acting on, uh, on her part. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I really liked the police station scene. Where we see Kilgrave's power on like mm-hmm. full display, and um, yeah, how he basically infiltrated the NYPD, and I don't know. I just liked I like the scene. I can't. I don't remember it. It's been a while since I've watched this episode, so bear with me. But I thought that was really cool that we can actually now see his full power on display. And um, I remember the first time that I saw the trailer for this series. And I was sold off of that little mm-hmm. moment. So, oh, that was in the yeah. trailer. Yo, yeah. it was so weird because I watched the trailer for this series and I thought, man, this is just like a publicity <laughs> feminism stunt. Mm-hmm. And I was wrong. I I'd fully admit that because I love this show. <laughs> but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like in the context of the episode, it like I think that that whole moment where Kilgrave mind controlled all the police officers to hold each other at gunpoint. I think it hit. It had more impact within the episode than the trailer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that was probably my one of my favorite moments in this episode. Because um, you didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. You didn't know if like it was going to just be bloodshed everywhere mm-hmm. or is, you know, you just don't know what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, Could have picked two random police officers just to make an example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, so I want to go back really quick and talk about um, Ruben, right? He's dead. He's in the bed. Bars. And, <laughs> and, and, so, and so it's a bit traumatic, right? That's a traumatic situation. And so Jessica's trying to figure out what, what can I do to, to – What's her plan? She's trying to 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 expose and and draw out Kilgrave. Yeah, right. Because she's her argument is, is that if he's in hiding, he's just going to target people at random. Right. And she doesn't know what's prompting the targeting. Because right. before it was like Trish, you know, on the on the radio, or Hope is this young helpless woman, and Jessica's a detective. So there was like a it was like a, a method mm-hmm. to who he targeted. But to Jessica, it's just like, all right, now he's just killing people at random. So I have to like force him to come out and be exposed. Right. Right. So so she's trying to force him to come out, and she figures that the best idea for her is to get arrested. Yeah. And so she what does she do to try to get arrested? She tries to like she, oh, she took Ruben's head, right? Right, and she brought it to the jail. So she was trying to get into uh, Supermax. Which, That's right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because she, she wanted that specific prison. She didn't want to just go into like jail. Like, like regular jail? Yeah, like yeah. regular jail. Yeah. It had to be like a how bad you call crime. It regular jail. <laughs> well, I mean, it like is. regular jail. It's no, true. Because yeah. yes. it I feel like her argument was Supermax, it's like. There's regular jail, there's the clink. There's <laughs> Superman. No, there's different levels of security. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. I'm just joking. I yeah, know. no, he's joking. Yeah, no, I was just saying that. I think her argument was with Supermax. I think a lot of that um, prison is automated. Like there's cameras, there's mm-hmm. doors that I guess automatically open and close. So there's not as many like guards to mind control to make to make you get to the cell. Mm-hmm. So it and even if he finds a guard, there's cameras everywhere. So I think that was her her logic. I don't. Right. Know. I didn't for agree with that to, plan. Yeah, I did not agree with that plan at all. No, it was stupid. Yeah. I was with my girl Trish. And <laughs> I know she said for once <laughs> it was yeah. a dumb plan. It was and a Jessica plan. had to admit to Trish, mm-hmm. and I was like, yes. You know, you guys, you <laughs> you got that song. I'm gonna quote our uh, modern poet, Nikki uh, Drake. Oh. No, not Nicki Minaj. I'm not <laughs> quoting no Nicki Minaj. I feel like most people are with Cardi now. They they moved on from that. Well, no, now that's they're fair. now they're on uh, Meg The Stallion. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, it's Meg The Stallion. Now, but you were but quoting Drake. I was quoting Drake from you know zero to hundred. I feel like <laughs> I feel like she just went like this happened, and I think she's just responding to this traumatic experience. Yeah, because yeah. she's not thinking logically. Yeah, the trauma. No. Yeah, she's desperate. Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes sense. There's a dead person in your bed. Yeah, <laughs> and so yeah. she's just makes like, sense. we got to get him now, and she's just trying to go to drastic measures instead of like trying to figure out a strategy, an actual strategy. She wants to just do do this herself, and 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 get locked up, and get yeah, arrested. She's trying to like Akon. I'm locked up. They won't <laughs> let me out. She got to. Except- She's not locked up, and they won't <laughs> let her in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they will not let her in in this episode. Really quick though, you mentioned Trish, and I want to talk about her in this episode. Yeah, per usual, because she makes it in this episode. Uh, when we talked about episode six, she wasn't there, and we had a great time talking about that episode <laughs> uh, until we talked about her. <laughs> until we started talking, I had about to her defend her because y'all would try to trash I don't her. Know what you're defending, no, bro? I don't know what y'all try to trash no. her when she's not even in the episode. I'm like, what's up? What's, yeah. what's up? What's up? Yeah. So, so in this episode, before uh, uh, Jessica decides to take the head and and you know go forward with their plan, yeah, Malcolm is at the apartment at Jessica's apartment. Mm-hmm. And Trish knocks on the door, and you know what? What happens, Fergie? Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know what scene I'm talking about? Yeah. When wait, say it again. When Malcolm and Trish are talking. Yeah. Sorry, so Malcolm is at Jessica's uh, mm-hmm. uh, apartment, and he's like, "I have something to show you." I got something to show you. Okay. So what happens, right? He tells her, "You have to first promise me not to scream." She goes immediately, "I won't." And then, <laughs> as he slowly opens the door, he's, he's like, like "Again." You gotta promise me. And she's like, just show me. And he opens the door. And what does she do? do? Does? Scream. The most obnoxious scream I've ever heard. 20 seconds. Yeah, that was a crazy long scream. Yeah. And then to top it off, she draws a gun from her purse and points it at At Malcolm. Malcolm. (laughs) To, To be fair, Malcolm, I don't know why Malcolm did not mention Kilgrave. Like he should have, unless right. Trish should assume, should she assume that she? I don't know if anybody should assume anything, 
My only thing is if Malcolm actually was the one to murder Ruben, why would he then volunteer himself to show Trish the body? Yeah, good point. That makes no sense. <laughs> the no, there's, very there's good nothing point. <laughs> about Trish's reaction that makes sense. Right. Like, at all. Okay? Yeah. And I feel like that scene is the perfect example of why we don't like Trish. She is like that mm-hmm. in every scene. So, he asks her... Or he tells her, don't scream. Don't yell. It's okay. Don't respond. And she yells for 20 seconds. It was the longest 20 seconds. Yeah, and it was a long I'm exaggerating just a little bit. <laughs> it was like 15 seconds. But, oh my gosh. Like, I, I don't know how you can defend somebody like that. Right? Wait, did we not talk about this? I feel like I'm having deja vu. Some we, no, we, we didn't, we didn't talk about it. it but, yeah, we, we touched we on it. We mentioned it. Because yeah. even, mentioned it. I don't know if you guys can see my screen, but with the way Hogarth's walking up the steps, did we not we, talk about we, this? No, we, yeah, talk, we, we were We weren't recording it, though. We yeah. weren't recording. Oh, okay. okay yeah, okay. we weren't recording. I was um, like, what are, what's going on? Okay, there, there was that. That was bad. I got no defense for that. That, that was bad. I know bad. you don't, so I want to hang bad. out there. For but. Let's hang out on on uh, a positive place where where Trish was able to find out Kilgrave's security team mm. by doing exactly what Fergie requested, and which what, was and what was that? Use the skills that you have mm-hmm. to achieve a goal. That's it. Don't do more than what you're capable. That's of. it. So she used that Trish Walker name brand. Mm-hmm. To convince the security company to release the names of the staff that's protecting Kilgrave. That that's good. And that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Didn't that happen? Didn't that happen while Jessica was trying to get herself arrested? Uh no, that happened before that. Before Before Ruben's dead body showed up. I see. Yep. Oh, I see. Now, did Trish ever have an opportunity to present that to Jessica? Oh yeah, she was on the phone with Malcolm after she screamed for twenty seconds, and Jessica said, "All right, whatever you're, whatever you're having your that cop do, stop it. Yeah. Like, tell him to leave. Mm-hmm. Tell him to not follow Kilgrave." Mm-hmm. And she said, "Don't worry, we got." I like it. how Jessica already knows that Trish is doing something, even though she didn't like inform her. Like, whatever you're doing, just stop it. <laughs> I don't know. You, you you're always gonna do something. That cop is gonna do something. Whatever it is, just stop it. I mean, at least she knows her friend, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got a, they got a, you know, they got a deep history. You know, it's a, it. Well, now we know it's a sibling history. Yeah. But before this episode, I felt like this was a like a sibling. Sibling. It was funny when Fergie was like, "Oh, well, I love my sibling." <laughs> so I was like, yeah. "What?" Speaking of Steve Rogers, light the plan. <laughs> That Trish, I guess, had him on. He was on a stakeout, right? Yep. Back at Trish, uh, back at Jessica's house, mm-hmm. her childhood, yeah, home. childhood home. And isn't the plan like, hey, Steve Rogers, light? If you see, um, Kilgrave, Kilgrave tell us, let us know. Yep. And he doesn't say a word. He lied. Actually, he lied. Mm, yeah. He yeah, He said, lied. "I lost track of him, but I'm gonna try to double back and figure out where he went next." So, yeah. what's up with this? What's up? What's up? What's his deal? He uh, Trisha broke up with him this episode. Like the minute he started pressing her for information, mm-hmm. while they while she was eating that um that Thai food, mm-hmm. she should have been like, "I I don't know anything," and. You know what? I got to call Jess and figure some stuff out. We're going to have to put this whole relationship thing on pause. But yeah. she, she didn't do that. She did not do that. <laughs> no. 
So so what what's what do we yeah that dude's not reliable he's I think he's he's on a solo revenge mission at this right, point right but that's the thing but Trish thinks that he is reliable she doesn't yeah. know that he's like on something else mm-hmm. yeah yeah so he on that John Walker tip he went revenge yeah a little bit a little bit <laughs> oh, goodness yeah. So, yeah, I mean, in this episode, Trish is not really the problem. I think the one thing is that she, you know, she gave him the info and mm, and, and, and then from, that. yeah, mm-hmm. but she didn't realize Homeboy was going to go rogue and mm-hmm. do whatever she, he she felt just, like. She thought like she had, she, she thought, okay, I can't get Steve Rogers because he's off with the Avengers in Steve some other Rogers, country. Okay, yeah, sorry, go ahead. He's, he's off somewhere with the Avengers, some other country. So let me get like the... The, the the diet version, you know, because I mean he's a war hero too, and I'm like, yeah, in Afghanistan where it's a little bit more morally gray. Mm-hmm. Steve Rogers was fighting Nazis. That's what's morally gray about fighting Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're a Nazi. Unless you're a Nazi. Unless you're a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> About to offend the Nazis. This, this Good. <laughs> Good. Why, why are we worried about those shoes? I'm not worried about them. I'm, mm. just, I'm just worried about you know the war in the Middle East. You know, there, mm. there's still people a Muslim who are racially profiled because of mm. you know our our military presence in those countries. And, mm-hmm. and, and Diet Steve Rogers was a part of that man. He he he's he's not on the up and up. He just looks like he's on the up and up. <laughs> you ever see like the difference between like. Like Pepsi and then Diet Pepsi, just the label yeah. itself. And you got Coke and Diet Coke. And just like how much uglier the packaging is for the diet side. It's just not good packaging. Yeah. It's a less attractive. Like, that's what this is. That's what Steve Rogers, Diet Steve Rogers is. Yeah. He is the less attractive. <laughs> like, I guess I want I want my carbonation, but I also don't want to feel bad about the calories I'm about to drink. Huh. Yeah. That's that's the, you know. Yeah, I would call him Diet Pepsi because actually Diet Coke is good. So he's not <laughs> Diet Coke. <laughs> so Trish, Trish made the wrong beverage choice. She probably drinks uh, Schweppes. Mm. <laughs> That's oh, what she had dang. with that Thai food. She nah, had some nah, Schweppes. Now, nah, you know what? As much as I trash Schweppes, it's actually very, it's it's actually it's not good. too bad. Yeah. He's not even that either. I oh wow, he's just no Diet Schweppes. Pepsi. Yeah. she needs to be she needs to be maria hill she needs to study maria hill because when maria hill had to fight hydra soldiers she fought them and took them out but she only did it when when the time came other than that she's in the chair right she's in the chair you know you can still be in the chair and be annoying True, that's true. I, I'm so, just telling you. Right. I think it's just her she, as a person. Yeah. I think She's I annoying. see. But in this episode, I see what she, she was, can be. Right. I think you guys see who she, where she is. Yeah. Well, yeah. I see where she can go. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I, I see the potential as well because she, she did the chair, mm-hmm. and she was good at. She was successful this episode. I said, okay, yep. Trish, good job. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, as we've seen before, and as we will 
See later. Oh uh, no, not later. She <laughs> just I watched does ahead. way too much. Just oh, way too much. Oh man, when we get to episode nine, oh no. I, I got nothing. Bro. I really I like she just gets worse after this. Yeah. yeah this, this was, was this like was the, the high this is why I'm celebrating. I'm celebrating right. now, episode seven, because episode nine even at, I remember when I first watched episode nine, I was yelling at the TV. <laughs> I was yelling at the TV and I said, Jessica, you should like d- delete your family. Like they- you were never adopted by Trisha's mother. It, it never happened. <laughs> mm. yeah. You have to erase all the history. I was right. yelling at the TV. But yeah, though, no, this episode for Trisha, this is the top of the parabola. Y'all remember yep. the math. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's you what go, it is. You go down and they go up. There's go the up, top. Yeah. And then it goes right, uh, right back down. At Like right that, down. that's it. And she never comes back up. She just never does. Wait, speaking of Trish, what did y'all think of her mom? Jessica meets her. I like her infinitely more, honestly. Trish's mom? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, she does have her, a wit, her wits. She's able to go back and forth with Jessica. Now, like, somebody explain this to me because I think I must have missed something. Why did Jessica roll up on her, on moms? Because she's she's assuming that Kilgrave is going to re-control her again or mm-hmm. harm her. So she's not going to be around to protect Trish from mom. Okay. So okay. she has to like let her know, like, yo, I'm not going to be around for a while. So lay off Trish. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Which is actually a good plan. She's like making sure everyone's taken care of. Mm-hmm. Despite the, her greater plan is trash. She at least <laughs> cares for her friends. Yeah. She does care. That's why I think Jessica has a, a soft kind of... Yeah. Like kind of gentle soul inside that hard, angry exterior that Rob doesn't like. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, she's experienced so much loss. It's like, yeah, yeah of course she's like this. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense. I just, I'm just like... Get over yourself a little bit. I know. I know. I'm just mm. poking fun. I understand. I'm yeah. poking fun. I'm poking fun too. Yeah. Like it makes sense. It makes sense. I, for her character, it makes sense. But yeah. Okay. yeah, so she, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you yeah, know, it's good we went over that because it, because I was trying to understand and it just looked like she just rolled up in Homegirl's <laughs> office just to like piss mm-hmm. her off. I'm like, her mom is far away. Like, why did you just. You know yeah, I mean? but you know how these stage moms work, man. I mean, look at look Do at Britney's Spears' situation. Trash family. So mm-hmm. Jessica had a good point. He was like, "Yo, let me let me make sure. Let me double check because mm-hmm. these child stars, man, they don't really have great parents." Mm. Oh man! So whenever we watch these reviews or watch it, listen to me. Whenever we do these reviews after watching these episodes, we we have it playing in the background just to. Just to have it there, it's good for aesthetics, and it's, you know, just to remind us of what's going on. And we're seeing the scene again where Diet Steve Rogers, with the poor packaging, he's hanging out outside, and he's he's Kilgrave, and he's moving in. And and now we're at the scene that we were just talking about, where she screams for like 30 seconds, a half a minute, um, and pulls out a gun (laughs) on on Malcolm. Who's the best number two in Marvel Netflix? Yes. Come on, Trish. That's... Yeah, she's trying to off him so she can be her number two. <laughs> the only uh, number two I recognize. It has to be a black number two. That is the rule. Uh-huh. The Marvel rule. Every white hero respect, needs a black number res- two. I don't respect that rule, but while that rule exists, <laughs> let's just make it consistent. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. let's just go across the board. Like, all right, if, if you got these, like, 
you know, white heroes, and they all got white number, like black number twos. What's Trish doing? You know, like leave the man alone. You're about to. <laughs> she needs to go back to work. Look, you racist. Like, how do you assume that he just murdered? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna. Yeah, but I feel like it's it's. I feel like it's because she's in a bubble. It's, I feel like it's white bubble racism yeah. and not like I want to hang all the Negroes racism. <laughs> it's it's white bubble racism. <laughs> She just needs to travel to to like Dorchester, and then she'll like learn about. This black is culture. why I'm having deja vu because I'm I'm like I think I said this last week where like everyone that every white person that pulls up on Malcolm has something to say at him or like try to beat him up. I'm like mm. th- he needs to move in, to to Brooklyn or something. Wait, yeah. except Jessica. Or Jessica, the Bronx. Jessica has. Never yeah, did that, anything. That's not a good ratio, though, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like one, one for every one five. Four. Right, that one ally. Out of- <laughs> that one ally. Out of five people. <laughs> five white people. Yeah. Like, nah. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, that's yeah. Dude, let's do this. How many black people is he around? Yeah. Luke, maybe. Just Luke. <laughs> Luke. Luke even gives him a hard time. Yeah, but that was that was a misunderstanding because yeah. he thought he was um controlled by Kilgrave. Yeah, he's not pulling a gun on him. That's yeah. true. And even then, he didn't pull a gun on him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they had that Black Widow shot. <laughs> oh. You saw that with Jessica? <laughs> Jessica's climbing up the God, stairs. Like, and they zoomed, they zoomed in oh as she, from the bottom of her climbing up the ladder. Oh, yeah, I that's annoying. Dead. Oh, man. Classic. And Melissa, Rose- sure? and Melissa Rosenberg is going to say, oh, we want to express the beauty of, of, female, of female bodies. <laughs> That's why we have those shots. By putting the camera underneath you. Yep. That's the. We would express it. We we we're proud of our actress's body. Listen, like, there's a time and a place, and that was not the time nor the place. It's like, listen, listen, Melissa Rosenberg. We're not Luke, okay? We're not. What goes on in the director's <laughs> mind when the scene involves climbing a ladder and you're getting on the rooftop? You know like, what? You know what? Luke filmed that scene. That's what it was. Oh, <laughs> Luke filmed it. He's I like, want to see. I want to see if Joss Whedon is anywhere in the production uh, credits. <laughs> wow! I want to see if Joss, Joss Whedon cl- casts a whole shadow over Marvel, even yeah. after he left Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody will land on top of Jessica accidentally. For some reason. Malcolm, and he's Malcolm. gonna make a yeah, 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 he's yeah, gonna yeah, make a Malcolm. joke. <laughs> It'd be Malcolm, and he'll just make a joke. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, do you work out? <laughs> How was my Malcolm impression? Oh my gosh, you love it. That 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 not there, brother. It's not. There. He's not there. That not sounds not. like Malcolm to me. He has this weird. Uh. <laughs> well, he's a recovering drug addict. Right. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. He did I'm, sound like I'm, that I'm, when that the, the white saying. neighbor was like, like grilling him for no reason. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are you doing in Jessica's apartment? I'm like, what, what is your business? Yeah, right. What, what business is right. yours? Yeah. yeah. And she I calls was... him Q-Tip, too. I was like, ah, oh, no, you're going too far with that. Yeah. Yeah. She's, nah. she's, the, she's the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's racist. Yeah, she's the one, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I will say, though, like, yo, these people need to back up off of Malcolm. See? Like, everybody always got to be about black people's business. He just <laughs> back, back up. Let him live his life. Why, why are y'all always... And she was like, you guys sleeping together? <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Right. Like, could, could I not be just a client of Jessica's? Right. No, well, right. she, the, the thing about her is that she 
paints she paints Jessica in a certain way, yeah. like she's some sort of like I don't know a harlot or something. <laughs> it is yeah. just like oh, seducing yeah, twenty year old men. <laughs> yeah, so that's where that that's came just from. weird because Ruben clearly had some mental issues. Mental yeah, health some, issues. I don't know what that. What else goes on in this episode that's worth talking about? Kilgrave yeah. saying, I don't want to control you, Jessica. I want to, like... Yeah, he said, yeah. I love you. I was like, oh, gosh, this man is... He, he's gone. I don't know <laughs> where he's at. His brain. Mentally, he's not He's not right. Like, I mean, he always you always knew he wasn't right, but then he said, oh... He's, first of all, he said to her, I love you. And then when she kind of tried to, like pretend that she's reciprocating he was like oh no i know you're not for real i watch television i'm like and you with you think that what you're doing is love and you're talking about oh yeah no nah, that's not genuine. i watch that's television not, i seen television i i know you don't i'm like this man he's is i don't get it it was funny because he's like he's confessing his feelings for her and then the uh the detective's phone starts ringing he's like whose phone is that right oh yeah whose phone is that and he just throws the <laughs> and he just grabs the phone and yo everybody tensed up even though they were con- still controlled by Kilgrave. right their facial expressions were like oh shoot is he just gonna kill one of us like <laughs> then he's like crappy fluorescent lights cockroaches everywhere this is not where i wanted to confess my love <laughs> it's yeah, like just, uh, dude you watching way too much uh i don't know what degrassi gilmore girls i don't even know what it is twilight he's on something else it's not even any of those things it's not because he's watching tv he's talking about oh i watch television so i know no you don't sir <laughs> like what and now jessica has to go to her childhood home Right. In order to pretend to be domestic partners with yeah. him. Yes, she, she she went to go play house, and that's yeah. how that ended. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that sound like a 10-year-old thing to do? Or yes. Li- yeah. This is a grown oh, man yeah. who's older than Jessica. He's in his 40s, and, and he wants to play house like he in elementary school. But I feel like everyone's emotionally damaged, and they have like haven't progressed to like when they were damaged. Like Jessica is still very much a teenager. And then we learn more about Kilgrave's past in later episodes. So I feel like everyone has been stunted. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know. How, how is Jessica going to get out of this one? Oh, tune in next time. <laughs> Steve Rogers Light still watching them from his car. Yo, he's going to make things worse. He's going to make things so much <laughs> As worse. As always. Yeah, per <laughs> usual. My man's like, he's on his own mission. He's when trying to be the this, top dog. I thought he was going to have this plan where um, he was going to lure Kilgrave out um, and, and like... I don't know, have him control somebody and mm. then kill him. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Some kind of military plan. I don't know. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I just feel like his attempt to just walk up to him and just like shoot him or whatever. Or he put him to But seat. why didn't he do that earlier? I don't know. I don't know. I think he's he's maybe he's waiting until less people are around. Yeah. He's not he's not trying to just walk up. And cause a scene. Yeah, because Kilgrave still has his security team around mm-hmm. him. So maybe when most of them go home, and then maybe there's only two guards, mm-hmm. yeah. he might be able to sneak in and... Yeah. Calculating. Mm. Yeah. I guess we won't know until the next episode. Oh. 
That's our review of uh, Jessica Jones, episode seven. Um, we are going to complete the series very soon, but uh, in this segment, I want to transition it to Fergie. Fergie, you got something to show us? I very surely do. Hold on, sorry, one second. Very surely do. <clears throat> so, you guys know how I'm an aspiring DJ, right? Great. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. I did not know that. So, a few months back, Robert came to I'm me <laughs> and said, you know, it would be great if we had like a, a theme song to our show, something new, something fresh, using sound bites. If I put the sound bites together, could you, you know, do your thing? And I'm like, absolutely. Send it to me. <laughs> And I'll get it done, right? Wait, you asked her about... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, she said absolutely. I, hear I said I absolutely. And so, you know, it, it's not summer anymore, obviously. It's almost winter. And it took me a lot a lot of time to put this together, get into the studio, reach out to Kanye. He wasn't available, which is respectable. He was working on his album. So. Oh, okay. Donda, he was very busy. So he was um, sad he couldn't make it. But... I've put together what I think is a masterpiece, and I want to share it with you guys. So I'm just going to put my mic to the computer. I know it's not technically correct, sure, but we're just going to use what we got. So let me cue it up. I don't know if my volume's up. The anticipation. (laughs) Sound... So I have a, a special guest feature. I want you guys to see if you can spot who it is. We know your time is valuable. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you as soon as possible. What did we think of this movie? I'm giving this movie a B minus. What? Odin reminds me of a Haitian father. <laughs> This is. It feels like the comic brought to live screen. Can you just slap your name on anything? Who's gonna stop you? It's Odin's. <laughs> this is. If this is the story they are going for, can we buy a cheap table so I can flip it? Everybody, we got a curfew. By nine o'clock, you're Odin's. Don't regret. Dang, get the edit that out. And now. This is Marvelous Friends. Marvelous Friends. Welcome to the Marvelous Friends podcast. You are now listening to Marvelous Friends. What? <laughs> Who is that? Wait. What? Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Is that an impersonation <laughs> or like? That's Eminem. That's Eminem? Wait, yeah. how did you? Wait, what? No, nah, he's, no, wait. He, he owes me a favor. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who you're playing. Like, what? Yeah. Stop it! I'm telling you, it's Eminem. He owed me a favor. I called up my boy Marshall and I said, "I need you to do something for me." So he sent me that. No way! Did you did you engineer that using technology? Wow, that was Fergie, M. You were 
you're impressive. <laughs> Wait, how did you, so what did you, so did you email him and be like, hey, yo. Like, I did. I know his people. His people know my people. You, you don't have people. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were your people. Right. Like, he didn't email he us. Didn't email me. You are your people. <laughs> he emailed my people. I didn't get an email. Right. Who was it? Wait, for real? For reals. No, 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 but seriously, though. <laughs> That was him. I need to see the correspondence. Like, this is not, I can't, I'm not. Yeah, he sent me his stem. (laughs) His stem. Fergie, you do not say words like stem. (laughs) I got the hookups. Can't reveal my sources. I'm sorry, but Marshall owed me a favor. Okay, but what does it really (laughs) do to him? Because, like, are we going to get. What the? We're going to get sued by by Shady45? (laughs) We won't get sued. Okay. So, wait, is it one of those things where, like, She's you like, we reach won't get sued because it's him. <laughs> <laughs> is it one of those things where you could reach out to a celebrity? You know how, like, um, say if it was, like, Rob's birthday and he really liked uh... whatever. Is it one of those things where you can reach out to the celebrity and say, hey, can you do this, um, say happy birthday to, like, my husband? And, like, <laughs> was it, like, something like that where you had to, you, you asked? Yeah, like a cameo. Yeah. Yeah, cameo. That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. That's I couldn't think of the <laughs> <For> thing. <laughs> yeah, like a cameo. Yeah, I reached out to him. We got a cameo. <laughs> no, but like what? Marshall. I'm just telling you. I I, I know people. <laughs> I just, I just, I'm just having a hard time. <laughs> I love how this is just, just I'm having a hard time, on. like just really. <laughs> Oh I know God. people in high places. Can you throw some money at this? <laughs> like, all right, well. Well, that's our discussion. Uh, let us know what you think of everything we talked about in this episode. You can write to us by emailing marvelousfriendspod at gmail.com. You can also call and leave us a voicemail. That number is 617-299-6644. Let us know about everything that you've heard in this episode. Or if you want to say hi to us, that's fine too. Marvelous Friends is available on Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. To our Apple Podcast listeners, write us a review and let us know your thoughts. For more fun, unexpected, and low-key ratchet Marvel content, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Marvelous underscore pod. You can also like Marvelous Friends Pod on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can get updates on all our latest uploads and behind-the-scene content. Links to all of these platforms and more are in the show notes of this episode below. This is is the Marvelous Friends Podcast. Oh, I like, did. I know his people. His people know my people. You, you don't have people. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were your people.